0: Hi, and welcome to another broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl and friends. We have folks that um, are behind us in prayer and in sharing, and we are just so excited to share the Word of God with you. Two of our sponsors are husband and wife. One runs the custom construction company, and he builds beautiful homes, decks, additions, etc. His name is Will Shockey. You can reach him at 443-791-4420. 443-791-4420. With the holidays coming up. maybe there's something you need, probably a smaller job for before the holidays. but I'm sure that you can begin to make plans. maybe you're building a home or a barn or uh, something commercial. and I know that his crew can handle that. They do excellent work. Also, there's much in the news about real estate lately, and his wife is just a great realtor, and these folks um, care about the Lord and his ministry, and so if you need help navigating through a purchase or a sale of your property, then call Kelly at 443 443- And she will help you out. There's a lot of beautiful homes in Baltimore County and Carroll County, and maybe this is the time to sell for you, or the time to buy, or just make plans for your near future. We've been studying the book of the Revelation and we'll continue today. I'm gonna to give you a synopsis of chapter six and finish off with the last few verses that we did not cover yet. Remember in chapter one in verse 19 is the Holy Spirit's outline for the book of the Revelation. Write the things which thou hast seen, chapter one, The things which are, chapters 2 and 3, the church era, and the things which shall be hereafter, chapter 4 and on. Chapter 4, I believe, is an alluding to the rapture of the church being caught up and the word hereafter. We are waiting for our Lord's soon return many of the um great bible teachers are sensing that we are getting very close with what's triggered in israel and bible prophecy the lord tells us in the book of luke chapter 21 when you see israel is surrounded by foes then it says to lift up your head redemption is drawing nigh. Chapter 6 will bring us to that time period. We refer to the rapture on as the day of the Lord. Not one day, but a period of time spoken of in the Old Testament, the day of the Lord. Not a single day, remember that, but the rapture triggers that it is Daniel's 70th week, and we're going to share that in our next broadcast, an incredible prophecy that will show you from the um, time of the rebuilding of the wall in Jerusalem, 445 to B.C., to the exact week of Christ's death, And you're going to love learning that. So in chapter 5, it is the Lamb who takes the scroll from the Father and he begins to unveil these particular um, seals. Let me give you another little outline that I really like. And that is number one, chapter one, The Wonder of the Lamb. Chapter two and three, The Church, The Worshipers of the Lamb. Chapters four and five, The Worship of the Lamb, The Throne Room of God, uh, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Chapter 6 to 19, though, the wrath of the Lamb. A lot of people have problems thinking about God showing his wrath. They're saying, well, if he's a God of love, why would he ever be a God of wrath? Well, he is a God of wrath against all the injustices, all the murder, all the things that have happened to his people and have been done to innocence in the world. God being a loving God is also a just God and must exert his wrath upon mankind for the evil done. He extends his grace now for you to escape his wrath and become his child and repent of your sins. And so it is a wonderful time to Receive the Lord. But in chapter 6, the Lamb is opening these seals. And in chapter 6 and verse 1, there is thunder, which indicates an impending storm. And the four beasts or living creatures that you learned about in chapters 4 and 5 say, Come and see. Chapter 6 and verse 2, there's a white horse. And the one that sat on the white horse had a bow, a man of war. He had a crown, not the diadema crown, as only Christ wears that as king of kings and lord of lords, but a victor crown. Not like the believers will receive, but he's a, he's a victorious warrior. And it says he goes conquering and to conquer. So seal number one is the white horse, and that's a counterfeit Christ, which is the Antichrist. Now, at the end of the tribulation, at the end of the seven years, Christ will come in glory with his saints. He comes at the rapture for his saints. At the end of the tribulation, he comes with his saints, and he will be riding a white horse. Chapter 6 in verse 3, seal number 2. The second beast says, come and see. And he shows a red horse. The red horse indicates war. It says, power was given to take peace. Man, we're seeing peace being taken from our world now. And this is just the prelude of the Um, horror that will take place during the tribulation. Remember, you can escape that time of God's wrath by running to Jesus now, repenting of your sins and receiving him. He will embrace you and take you into his loving arms. So the red horse indicates war and there we will see that people will be killing one another as Matthew 24 verses six to eight says, ethnic group against ethnic group. We're seeing that right now in our world and it's, it's pretty ugly. He has a great sword in his hand and I believe this indicates in biblical terms the weapon of mass destruction. Chapter 6 and verse 5, the third seal is opened and we see the black horse. The rider on the black horse has balances in his hand. And we see this that here is famine that is the result of war as if it is a weapon of mass destruction we're talking about and a catastrophic nuclear device is triggered, then we know how that will affect the agriculture, the growing, the seeds, the farms, the the beasts of the field, and our cattle, and our sheep, and pigs, and all the things that people are now using, some are using as a food source. Chapter six and verse seven, seal four fourth beast says come and see and there's the pale rider, a green color which indicates death. It says in death and hell were, hell was following or Hades and so it says power was given to kill a fourth of the uh, people on the planet with his sword and so Again, this will be a terrible time. You say, well, why can't you bring us something encouraging? I am. I'm teaching you the word of God, line upon line, precept upon precept. And notice, Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and he provided a way of escape, which was the cross of Calvary and the shed blood of Jesus for you so he did pay the price and make a way of escape you must though humble yourselves repent of your sin and return and receive Christ as Lord and Savior seal number five during the tribulation if you do not receive the mark of the beast the Antichrist in chapter 13, then as animals you would be hunted down and you would be slain. There will be people saved during the tribulation because the Bible tells us in chapter 7 that there are 144,000 Jewish evangelists which are going to be reaching Israel primarily, but others as well. There are verses in Romans that say, all Israel shall be saved. And so we don't mean every single person, but many will come to Christ and receive Jesus as their Messiah, as their Lord and their savior, but it will cost them their lives. In so seal number five, we see under the altar a scene in heaven, souls that are slain for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Most believe, commentators rather, that um, they will have some type of interim heavenly body, it says, until the rest that were going to lose their lives will be slain. But they're crying out in verse 10 and asking the Lord, how long, O Lord, holy and true, do you not avenge or judge those that have done this horrible thing to those on the earth? It tells us in verse 11, here's why I think they'll have some type of a heavenly body. It says, white robes were given to them. And the Lord told them to rest. Isn't it wonderful that we do not have to fear death? Dying is not going to be such a wonderful thing, but death is just simply our portal into the presence of God because of our faith in Jesus. Well, you might be saying, Well, I don't believe that. Well, that's the problem. You need to exercise faith not in yourself, not in a system, not in a religion, not your mom or your dad or your grandparents, but in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You say, well, I'm a good person. Well, a good person needs God because in our heart, we are basically ungodly. If you don't have God in your heart by faith in Christ Jesus, Not talking about a religion as you've heard before, but it is a relationship as you receive the person and work of Jesus into your life. And it says in Romans if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Chapter 6, verse 12. There's a great earthquake in Matthew chapter 24, verse 6. It said there will be earthquakes in divers or various places, but I believe this is going to be some kind of a massive earthquake. It may be the result of all of this nuclear activity and the weapons of mass destruction used in all the warfare. So there's going to be a great earthquake. It's the sun will be blackened and it'll be dark as sackcloth and hair. And I believe that this could be not that the sun itself just turns black, but it could be from all of the um, gases, all of the explosion, all of the dust, much like when Mount St. Helen blew years ago, and the sun was unable to penetrate the uh, ash that was in the air and the gases, etc., it says the moon becomes as blood, red. Now, there's been a lot of teaching and speculation regarding the blood moon, and so I'm not going to get very specific on that. It's just what the Word of God says. It says also that the stars will fall from heaven. All of the things that man counted on for God to keep everything in place. It's just amazing how He keeps the planets in space and He keeps everything rotating and revolving and not being burned up by the sun, etc. But it says the stars fall from heaven. In Luke 21, it talks about the powers of heaven being shaken, okay? And so seal number six, the great earthquake, the stars fall from heaven, chapter six and verse 13, and then all of the islands and all will be um, moved out of place. It's just... Whenever there's a shifting of the tectonic plates, sometimes as it is near Japan, that happened, and people are seeing coming out of the ocean, the ocean floor with all of the coral, etc. And so I believe that's a result of the great earthquake, and it can happen under the sea, it can happen on land. And then chapter six verse fourteen, the song It is well with my soul talks about the end times that it says the clouds be rolled back as a scroll. Well here it tells us the heavens depart as a scroll, much like a, a blind that's rolling up, and every mountain, island is going to be out of place. It will be catastrophic. It will be chaotic, unbelievable, and yet it will be true. He'd say, well, it sounds like this is um, something that's gone awry. It is. It is the wrath of God that is poured out upon all the wickedness on the earth because God is just. In our last teaching, I shared with you that Love has a side that if you harm someone's child or a loved one, you're going to see wrath. And wrath is part of the indicator that you love someone that you would not want them hurt. And look at what we just learned, the souls from under the altar. This is the system of the Antichrist that wants to murder the people of God. Chapter 6, verse 15, the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the chief captains, the mighty men, the bond, the free, all the individuals, and it's saying from the somebodies to the nobodies, that's not my estimation of the poor and lowly, but from the ones that feel that they're untouchable. The ones that feel that they have more wealth and more power and they've been trampling the poor people all of their lives. Well, these individuals, their proud day will be gone. Remember Nebuchadnezzar the king as he exalted himself as the king of Babylon and God humbled him and he crawled around in the earth for a season and His nails and his hair. He became like a wild man. He lost his mind. But here in chapter 6 and verse 15, because of these earthquakes and all that's going on, they're hiding in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. They said to the mountains and the rocks, they're calling on the wrong one. They should have been calling upon God earlier, but the time of his grace is no more for them. They have decided to follow the Antichrist instead of Jesus Christ. And that's your choice today. If you say, well, I'm not going to make a decision. God can't hold me accountable. Well, if you rejected Jesus Christ, your only other answer in the coming administration will be to receive the Antichrist, his mark. All of those things are technology, technologically possible at this time and some are even being put into place now. They said unto the rocks and the mountains, they said, hide us from the face of him that sitteth upon the throne the one you and I love, the one you and I worship. Now mankind who's been hostile to God and to God's people is now running from him. They know who it is that's allowing this to happen. It says, and from the wrath of the lamb. Who are they hide, saying they're being hiding from? The face of him that, upon, that sitteth upon the throne God the Father, and from the wrath of the Lamb, God the Son. For the day of his wrath has come, verse 17, and who shall be able to stand? This is a powerful passage of scripture. And because it's prophecy, God is telling us in advance. It's like getting tomorrow's newspaper the day before with all the things that will happen tomorrow. And here God is laying out what's going to happen in the future. He's warning us, run to the Lamb, run to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and find great security and safety there. If you'd like to receive Christ right now, Just pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I want to escape your wrath. I repent of my sin and I receive you as my Lord and Savior today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. We're so glad that you made that decision. You can contact me via email, charisman, C H. A-R-I-S-M-A-N 1234 at gmail.com or text me at 386-795-8494. If you'd like to underwrite this program, give us a text or shoot me an email and we'll give you details how you can do that many friends. I shouldn't say many friends, but there are friends that are helping to underwrite this ministry, and we're blessed to have them, and we love all of you. In the name of Jesus, amen.